0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: I know she's about to ask me how she looked. I tell her beautiful and how long it took. For you to put it on, it was early in the morning. She resembled a model out of a MacBook. Concentrating on the way her eyeliner thickens. I stand behind her and try to figure her vision. Her prettiness, the wittiness, the colors on her skin tone. Her complexion in the direction of outgrown. Damn girl, why so much? You about to blow your cover when you cover up. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast, your host Rod and Karen Saturday morning, so feedback time.
2: Yes, sir. uh
1: this is basically when we cover all of the stuff that you guys have sent us over uh the past week mm-hmm. of shows, and we get your commentary whether it's emails, voicemails, um comments on the website, uh people who like to leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, which helps to show out tremendously yes. as long as it's five stars um so i appreciate that you know um and uh you know we we're just gonna do it big like we always do it you can find us at com, on itunes and stitcher just search the black guy who tips and uh, uh you know do all the good stuff that happens when you go those places let's give a shout out to the people who gave us money because without them we wouldn't be here so all the people that donated prepare to get your shout out this week um yes Brina h Thank you very much, Brina. I think she might be new.
0: Thank you, Brina. Nope, C- yep, never heard that name before.
1: Conrad L, official first time donator to the show.
0: Always first time donator. Uh
1: Detickler, He hit us up with that recurring donation.
0: Thank you, sweetie. Uh
1: Lucy. Lucy A, uh recurring donator. So I think this might be her first time too.
0: Yeah, don't be cheating, Charlie Brown.
1: Uh my man, good game. Uh hooked hit us. I mean Dig Game. <laughs> Good game. That's a pimp. <laughs> yeah. My man Dig Game hooked us up with with a uh one time donation, man. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, sweetie. Straight out of low cash podcast. Um the uh Dream Killer, uh Defrano hooked hooked us up. He said, Rod Karen, I appreciate all that you do. Dream Killers is the greatest. <laughs> uh my man Jeremy uh Jeremy J. Rich. He hit us with the recurring donation. Uh, Keith R, recurring donator. Shirley Huang Esquire. Please say the Esquire, recurring donation. You better. Marlena A. Recurring Donator. Damian Jackson. Who I am for real. Uh, and that was it for this week. But, you know, that's a lot of people, man. So thanks everybody uh who hooked us up uh with a recurring donation, man, or one-time donation. Every single penny counts, every single penny keeps us on the air uh, another day, you know? Yes, um, it does.
0: Thank
2: you.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff, comments on the site, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, mm-hmm. um, voicemails, emails. What are we doing first?
0: Oh, reviews.
1: All right, let's check out the reviews. To leave us a review on iTunes, what do you do, Karen?
0: To leave us a five-star review on iTunes, use any Apple device, go into your iTunes and type in the Black Apple Tips Excuse me. Up in the left-hand corner, it should be say submit a review, or write a review, and then have stars. You can do the stars without a review, but we rather you write a review because those are the ones that actually matter, and people actually go look. We don't care if you do a moticon. We don't care if you push and promote yourself or your podcast. Just leave us something in there so that people can like, hey, they got all these reviews. If you do not have an Apple device, log on to iTunes.com, create a the, create an account. Just to leave us a five-star review, we have had people do that in the past, and we thank you guys very much in advance for the reviews that you're going to do because I know that some of you have been listening to us for years and go, when I'm going to do it. Now is the time.
1: Twitter and relationship story, five stars, by Ash Bash Smiley Face. Oh. I just wanted to add another angle to people's dependence on Twitter to validate a relationship. I've actually had a female somehow get my number and text me to say that she wanted my significant other and added that I didn't really love them because I didn't talk about them a lot on Twitter or Instagram. Wow. Which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Well, it is absolutely ridiculous. But people really care about this stuff. I don't know. It's weird to me. Just wanted to share. Love the show. Have a great day. Yeah. I see that sometimes on Twitter and stuff, social media, people speculating. Like if some if you got a Twitter account, you don't never talk about your man or woman, then you mustn't be cheating or whatever. But you have to remember that most people are idiots. Mm-hmm. So you know.
0: And most people on social media network don't give a fuck about you or your relationship.
1: Yeah. So just remember most people are stupid. Mm-hmm. And like 99% of relationships fail. So don't don't worry about their stupid ass opinions. Outstanding five stars by Archie Lee 3200. Just an all around great podcast. Four exclamation points. Thank you very much Archie Lee. Thank you. Love this podcast. Five stars by Kels Toombs interesting perspectives on topics from a to z and i love their humor keep up the great work we will kells
0: we sure will
1: um what that's r kelly's tunes Uh oh uh great podcast for the common folk five stars by durango doug this is a great podcast rod and karen often talk about current events that can make you mad but they'll also talk about the most recent twitter beefs movies and anything else entertaining i discovered hashtag TBGWT. TBGWT through some hashtag twib mentions, but didn't start listening until I laughed out loud at a Rick and Morty tweet Rod has sent out one day. Every episode is great, which will make me become the next premium subscriber. Oh, that's awesome! Hope you do become the next one, uh, Doug. We have a few people. Uh, start theirs up this week, man. That that's always great, man.
0: Yes, we want to thank you, and just so everybody know, we're working hard. We're constantly putting out new content and things mm-hmm. like that, and we're working hard. So we thank you for everybody that's a premium customer. Yeah,
1: and and like if you're thinking mm-hmm. about going premium, just remember, like people are constantly hopping on and off of that, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, if you don't want to do something to help the show, you know, hop on, become a premium subscriber. Uh it definitely helps the show um is income we can kinda count on, which is kind of the only income we have now. Um, so uh it it really does matter to the show and if you want the show to be around, to continue to bring humor all these days of the week and do premium shows and you never know like what spinoff shows you might like, you know, Balls D where we get silly, talk about a lot of sports or uh the nerd off where we talk about a bunch of nerd shit or the movie reviews or the off season T V reviews, like there's always constantly something coming out, mm-hmm. you know, the one-on-one interviews, and you really don't know until you kind of try it. True. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would, you know, I encourage everybody to sign up if they get a chance, man, because, um, it really helps to show out. We have literally thousands of listeners at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be awesome if we could get thousands of people premium, and then, you know, we, we walk around like some big dogs and shit. Yes,
0: not only that, for most people, uh, that our premium, they'll say it's too much content. And that's what we want. We want you to say, we want you to feel like you're robbing us.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, uh, and, or, or you feel like you're getting a steal. So a lot of people go, well, I'll never get caught up. Great. That's what we want. We want you to have so much shit that you go, I'll never get through it.
1: Um, we also have five star reviews on Stitcher. Um, I can't remember with Stitcher, uh, it, which ones posted, which ones don't. So I'll try to read it again.
0: Yeah. Cause Stitcher be like, you know what? I know you posted that a week ago, but I'm going to post it again. I'm, but I'm going to say you posted it a week ago.
1: Yep. Um, I think we read the intelligently hilarious one from Courtney. So I'm going to start with this one. Uh, five stars, uh, by Biggie B 60 five stars for fun times. Great show with lots of interesting opinions. I don't always agree, but it's always an interesting show. The show can often go into offensive territory, so be warned, it's not for the faint of heart. They also are very good at showing you other podcasts that you should listen to. They have great spinoff shows in their premium content section that requires a monthly fee, but after sampling it myself, I'd say it's worth the price of admission. Thereafter, the show games are hilarious, messing with black people, and guess the race. will have you rolling with laughter and sometimes enrage you. (laughs) That's a great... That's when
0: you know you've been messed with.
1: Yeah, that's that's when you get a hundred. Their hashtag them thrones game of thrones review segments are absolutely to die for. I highly recommend. So thank you, big, biggie B60. Thank you. Marv one says the hotness, the dopest, ratchet, intelligent, thought provoking, funny podcast out the boss with the hot sauce. One listen and you will be hooked. Thank you, Marv one. Uh, Mr. Westside, five Star, says, I love the show. Just wanted to take a moment, uh, to comment about Steve Harvey's great turn as the host of Family Feud. Well, so, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate that. I like, uh, Keenan's portrayal of him on Saturday Night Live. Ain't it greatness? It's, uh, one of the best things ever, man. So, uh, make sure you guys are checking that out because, uh, you know, you don't want to miss out on some good comedy, man. Um, all right. Let's, uh, get into the stuff on the site. We had, comments on the websites. um you can like vote we have polls you can vote for the poll in the polls and give your opinion and and say stuff like that we also had some tippy nominations this week um so i guess i want to say that uh a negro montoya says i propose a new category for tippy Uh realist moment for those rare moments when the tbgwt world gets serious and rod and karen drop that realness i nominate the segment from 683 loving black women uh, from the one one hour and fourteen minute mark to the one hour fifty four. Wow, we talked about that forty minutes. I didn't even realize that. Where Rod and Karen expound upon the scorn black women receive in this society and why Rod, as a black man, appreciate appreciates the black women in his life. Um, so realist moment. I I mean, we can put it up there and we'll just see if uh other people have other moments to nominate.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Next year we go. Do we go tank? Best tank. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I'm winning
0: that one. That's my category.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how you can't win. I know, right? Um, I'll make sure to add it. Um, uh, someone on Twitter put this, and I've been taking people's tweets that nominate stuff and copying and pasting onto the site so we won't forget. Okay. But if you put the minute mark, we'll, I'll I'll see if I can do it. Karen's training ground episode six seventy eight fifty one to fifty fifty one minute to one to one hour mark. Funniest moment, 2014 Tippy nominee, hashtag TBGWT by S- Scriber Esquire. So, um, and 04 Soldier said, I nominate Patrice C for Best Guest. Every episode she graces us on hashtag Them Thrones is a blessing, pure magic. So, boom, got three more things nominated, people.
2: Cool.
1: Um, so we had episodes this week, um, even though one of them we, we, uh, couldn't get, uh, couldn't get up because our internet was out.
0: Somebody
1: Um, decided to disconnect us. Yeah. Uh, But episode 681, intelligently hilarious. Uh, And and by the way, it pisses me off that we had to skip episode because we were ending in intervals of five. And I was digging that. I really was liking, oh, yeah, six. This week will be show 670 to 675. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, we end perfectly at the end of the week. And now it's all fucked up again. (laughs) Might take years to get back to that. Um, Um,
0: We might have to throw extra show one week just to break even.
1: Courtney left a comment on this episode. She said, I really appreciate y'all naming the episode after something I wrote in my review. Makes me feel real special. Thanks, Smiley Face. Thank you, Courtney, for calling Mm. us Intelligently Hilarious. Yes. The poll was, do you go out to eat with people who have a negative attitude about tipping? Yes or no? 24% of our audience does. And I'm assuming those people are like family members, coworkers, probably somebody you can't avoid.
0: Yeah, so they're paying for the meal or something crazy like that. Or it's you. Yeah, or you're the asshole. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Uh and seventy six percent of people do not go out. And I I refuse to go out with people with bad attitudes mm-hmm. about tipping. Sorry. No, nah,
0: we went into that one time. We yeah.
1: ain't gotta you ain't gotta worry about me going out and eat with you no more. Right. Not gonna have me so not that upset. Embarrassed. <laughs> right. Um we had comments on episode six eighty two where we were joined by Kai, CJ, and Ken of the Black Astronauts Lady Launch. Uh the episode was called Reading Madonna. Um and uh it was very fun, man. We end up Yes. Uh Learning about uh, Madonna getting told by the president of Malawi. Um, We also uh, had a good conversation, I think, about Pharrell. A lot of people chimed in on that on Twitter and stuff. Yes. um, That was fun. Let's look at the comments. Natasha P. said, suggested new title, reading Madonna for filth. (laughs) That was an epic written curse out. It was even more ether-laced than Karen's Nintendo rant. Woo, they don't play in Malawi. Uh, Apparently they don't persephone jones says this there is an empathy gap between black men and dark-skinned black women this explains why so many black men are colorism apologists mm, that's possible um though i don't know that that's what was going on with pharrell Mm-mm. um but you know it's possible you know it's it's very weird the whole dark skin and light skin shit because mm-hmm. um on some hand on some on some levels it does get out of hand obviously and there can be a lot of stuff but the thing i was saying about insecurity is like whether justified or unjustified if it exists then it is going to make you hypersensitive to media and to a lot of stuff so i could really see how like a guy like pharrell might not have this issue but since that one album cover cover had a black woman that wasn't dark skinned Dark skinned black women or people that sympathize with them might start taking it as a type, some type of slight, even if there was none intended there or none. You know, there's no reason to really suspect him as a purveyor of that, you know. But what are you going to do, man? Because that's the thing about insecurity, you know, like you you, if you have it like I have, you know, certain issues I'm insecure about or whatever. I'm constantly on edge about that kind of shit where I'm like, oh, what, what are you trying to say? You know, and that's and that's the issue I have to have inside because at the end of the day, I can't fix the world um, Mm -hmm. and the world's not going to change because of me. So I have to find a way around that shit, you know?
0: Yeah. And sometimes uh, even with my insecurities, I have to challenge myself and say before I respond, is my response valid? Right. You know, because sometimes people respond to everything and every fight ain't a fight. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people make issues out of something where it's not really an issue there, but the issue is underlying within themselves, but they reflect that back on something that's, that's actually almost sometimes irrelevant to the issue, but because they're so sensitive to it, they respond in that way, regardless of if the intent was there or not.
1: Especially when the conversation started off with them saying there were no black women on the cover. Mm-hmm. And then being pointed out like, well, actually, that's a sister in the background. And it's like, whoa, whoa, well, she's not the right type of black, which is like hella insulting to her as a black woman Mm -hmm. and insulting to the idea of blackness in general, that there's a right and wrong type of black person that can be on this album cover. You know, that that's pretty insulting too you know
2: yes
0: and and it's very insulting that people within their own race who knows that black people come in all colors and, and 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 from the brightest to the bright to the darkest to the dark for you within your own race to go for, to to challenge somebody's blackness and say you are not black. And it's one mm-hmm. of those things where who are you and what's wrong within you to make you think that you can dictate what blackness is when you get offended. If somebody was to challenge your blackness, but you feel like it's okay to challenge somebody else's blackness because they don't fit whatever stereotype that you think blackness is.
1: Yeah. And I'd also just argue that there's an empathy gap between, men and women of all shades shapes colors sizes period a lot of times because it's like a lot of times men are just like you're not me so i'm gonna give less than a fuck about you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where it's just like i don't sympathize with you i don't know that it's special maybe it's deeper for dark-skinned women or something maybe but uh i know that men in in general we can kind of be like uh what you know you're not doing anything for me, so fuck you, basically. Um, So, I don't know. But, I, you know, the other thing is, I really don't think that him not having a dark-skinned woman on that cover is emblematic of any of this. No, I don't. I- especially once he kind of explained where he's coming from. It's like, yeah, well, he wasn't even thinking about this shit, and he definitely wasn't purposely. Like, if he would have said some shit like, well, I just didn't want any dark-skinned women on my cover or you know uh we had some dark-skinned women there and i said no you know like something like um almost like what the creators of noah when they say why there weren't any black people and they were just like we don't even want to think about that like i think that is more of a like oh okay this person's just got a crazy way of thinking that's fucked up mm-hmm. uh, prince lauren says madonna is out here trying to be an impossible white woman i've never liked her so any time she gets scorched i'm in Cal, yeah. Cal says, I think the problem with this whole controversy is not, is that not only are people, a lot of people assuming that Pharrell's idea of social responsibility is the same as theirs, they're also focusing most of their attention on Pharrell himself and not colorism. Karen is right when she says that the problem is bigger than Pharrell because if there was a variety of black women being represented overall, then this cover would be fine. Also, I'm tired of asking or demanding others to represent me with their platform. More minorities need to get into making music, comic books, and other media because that guarantees more variety and representation. Alone, we may not become as big as Pharrell or Stephen Colbert, but collectively people will notice. Um, I like Cal's attitude, man. And I can't even front like one of the reasons we had this podcast is because we decided to represent ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the one of the things I'm, I'm really, happy about seeing is so many black podcasters out there doing their thing. Yes. Uh, working hard and putting out their own product to represent them. I like people will ask me sometimes about an opinion they had on another show. I don't really have much to say because it's that person's show. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? So if they say something that I don't agree with, that's their thing that they said because, and I'm glad for it because they should represent themselves and we should represent us. And until then, until we get to that point, we can't really have autonomy and until we have autonomy, we can't really have equality. So, um, for me, equality isn't, well, I'm black and I have a podcast, so therefore I have to have a certain set of opinions, guidelines, and rules in order to, uh, to, uh, conduct myself in a, in a method that is according to, uh, you know, that will not offend blackness,
0: Yeah, and and that I have a problem with because we're not a monolith. And it's one of those things where people have experienced different things. People have gone through different things. People have different backgrounds, different levels of education and all that. And so when they speak, they're speaking from their own personal Uh, experience and that and that's what makes black podcasting wonderful and and also a lot of times people want to put blackness into a box or think whatever their definition of blackness is the only definition of blackness but that's not so
1: right i find like the cover controversy with pharrell to be really confining for black women in general Mm -hmm. because it does say something about there's only a certain type of black that is politically acceptable as blackness and that's just I just think that's a bad idea to promote. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that that, you know, that's kind of crazy to be like, uh, well, you got you weren't dark enough. It's like the opposite of the paper bag test. Um, and we already have a lot of issues because everybody always talks about the issues dark skin women have. But we have a lot of issues with uh black people of mixed race, yes. fair skinned black people where we mm-hmm. give them a complex about their own race where it's like you don't really count because you're light, you know. And yeah. You know, that woman's a black woman, respect it. You know. Yeah. Let let you know, let's not start another fire.
0: And and I've actually uh talked to grown women that are fair skinned and white skinned and mixed and we've sat down and talked and they've said that they've had more issues and dealt with more racial backlash from black people telling them that they're not black enough and they're not dark enough.
1: Well, I won't say more, but they've dealt with their fair share of shit. They still yes. black. Yes, yes. And so then, that was, they're going to get it from both ends because they black. Like the world ain't, the world isn't like taking it easy on no niggas. <laughs> like, oh, this one's fine. Like is they going to catch it because, you know, race is still a touchy topic and somebody's going to say something fucked up around it no matter what. So, you know, you're a black woman and you're light skinned. Like I, I, I would like people keep asking for real about it. I'd love to hear from the model in the video to be like, I mean, in the on the cover, and what she thinks about it,
0: yeah, because, like I said before, and I stand beside behind it, it's very, very insulting to her and her blackness, and people want to disregard regard them that backlash towards her not being black enough, like that's just not an issue, and she should just deal with that, but why do you have to be dark, dark to be black? Why can't blackness just be? Uh, all across the board. And we know this, but people are just sensitive about their own issues that they bring their own right. issues to the table and they argue about shit that's irrelevant.
1: Yeah. The other thing too that's funny is, um, it, it when it comes to like that cover or something, what I see is a dude on a screen with three women that all in bathrobes or something. Um, Pharrell's married or whatever, but there's this intimation of like, you know, I'm fucking these chicks. Um uh, on the cover it's like so if, if he would have been fucking three black women it wouldn't have been like someone no one would have had a problem with like oh so now black women are just props to be held up as sexual objects like nobody would have been saying that like someone's gonna have an issue no matter what so at least as an artist just represent yourself like that's the way we kind of do the show i figure someone's gonna have an issue with no matter what stance we take there's people out here doing shows and albums where they're trying to like not offend anybody and I find that to be the most offensive art of all. Like I don't want to listen to your shit honestly cuz mm-hmm. your whole your whole point is you're like lukewarm water. You know what I mean? Like why would I drink room temperature water? Yes, it's just uh, nasty. It's just nasty to me. So that that's kind of how um a lot of stuff is. I, I want the re- authentic representation
0: of whatever you're giving regardless of what it is because your truth is your truth and nobody can tell you what your truth is
1: the tickler says so fine but so wrong them ladies got so far up in their feelings they couldn't find a way back out Ride and Karen went all florida style and stood their ground on this and i loved it well um i feel like that's a bit inflammatory uh these are people that We're friends with, they're fans of the show. Yes, Um, we're fans of theirs. You know, definitely don't want to insult them. I actually Mm -hmm. saved the story for them because I wanted to hear other opinions and just, uh, what we were going to say about it. True. Um, I already know how I felt about it, but sometimes you get enlightened or you just hear another perspective and it's like, you know, this is like no one, like we're, I'm not speaking for this person. They're speaking for themselves and you can kind of judge based on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't just say they got so up in the feelings. Plus, all three of them didn't agree. So it's not like all mm-hmm. three of them was like um disagreeing with us. So, you know, just let's not troll the show, Corey. Let's keep it real. Um Tristan says, I think insecurity is a very loaded word. I also think Pharrell is clever enough to use the word purposely to express his frustrations with a small jab at people who are using the album to hashtag springboard their own agenda. I understand the conversation is one that needs to be had, but like with Park Colbert, you shoot at the wrong target. You only handle your argument. Um Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, maybe he did use it that way. Or like I said, this happens to me. Sometimes I can't think of a more accurate word. And so I use a word and then I think about it later. And I'm like, okay, I guess that was a loaded word, but fuck if that ain't the right word, you know what I mean? Where I'm mm-hmm. like, well you just say something it's like well other people might be using this as an insult and i understand that and in this context you know i i wasn't trying to use it as an insult but damn it's not a better word than ignorant right now or something like that you know you're like well you're just ignorant to this well you who you call it ignorant it's like well come on man you you literally don't know but ignorant doesn't mean uh, I, you don't know if i say you don't know about this is that fine well, that's different. I'm not mad. It's like, okay, well, I guess it's a loaded word. What can I do, right? Um, But maybe he's taking a jab. I don't know if he is or not. Um, But uh I wouldn't be surprised if he was taking a jab because it is insulting, in his opinion, probably to his own art. Mm-hmm. And regardless, everybody's not here for being checked. Like, Mm-mm. this idea that is pretty much an internet-only theory idea, Um, a very liberal idea of you need to check yourself or you need to let me check you and check everybody not here for it. And there's, and a lot of times what doesn't happen, um, people don't acknowledge that there has been thought put into something. And when that person expresses anything back, it's like, Whoa, Whoa, look at your privilege. It's like, or I thought about this shit and this is literally my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You and, know, it's not it's not always the offended party is right.
0: That's true and sometimes the offended party is wrong. And the thing about it, a lot of times the offended party never comes back to that person if if things come out and they find out that this person actually has a well-thought-out process, has critical thinking skills, and, and has thought it out. Nobody ever comes back and is like, you know what, man? I'm bad. I- I'm sorry. Right. Everybody just keeps rolling. And, and like you said, people don't want to be checked. Most people don't want to be checked in their lives, but yet they want to take the time to constantly check other people and what they're doing and the things that they're doing. When they want, when, when if somebody else comes, comes down their avenue and tell them, you know, well, I think you should do this, you're going to look at them and say, fuck you? well then why don't you expect that response when you do it to other people
1: yeah i thought the new black shit was more of a weird quote than the insecurity shit honestly because i think i think people did attack him out of insecurity honestly Mm -hmm. like when the fact that people were like these are white women and it wasn't was enough
0: and then when the truth (laughs) came out that they weren't all then
1: they switched it to she's not the right kind of black within within your
0: issue your issue runs deeper than it not being any black women
1: Uh also the poll, I forgot about this. Was Pharrell right about insecurity stopping folks from being great? Yes, he had a point, or no, he was way off. No, he was way off 20%. 80% of the audience says, Yeah, he he actually had a point. Erica says, Pharrell's album goes in. I think people just want something to bitch about. I'm a plus size woman. Should I write a think piece about how he doesn't have a big girl on the cover? I kind of agree with his statement. It is hard not seeing a reflection of yourself in the media. However, this didn't start with Pharrell. It's been going on for a while. I think it is hard not seeing yourself in the, me- as reflected in the media. But, um, one thing I think people glossed over in his statement, cause people were upset that he would even have an opinion to defend himself. Yes. Um, one thing people glossed over, which he's absolutely right about, there's never been a better time for you to represent you with social media, with uh, access to the Internet, with, uh, you know, your ability to start your own podcast, start your own music career, um, start your own YouTube page. There has never been a better time for you to just circumvent than that, like the, the typical media gatekeepers than right now. And I feel like that got glossed over. But that is probably the most important statement he could have made which is go be you for the masses. And then there's only one of you and you will have, and you will represent every single idea that you want yourself to be. You know what I mean? So I can't do like, I can't represent you for you. No, like it's not even gonna cross my mind to be like, Oh wait, I'm sorry. Light skinned woman. You're not the right type of black out of the photo shoot. Like it's never going to cross his mind. Cause he's like, I don't even think like that. But if that's your thing, Why not go, you know, why not go and be your own, uh, Pharrell, for lack of a better term, you know? Black Rob says, one of the first rules of writing is not to alienate your audience. While Pharrell was technically quote unquote right about the insecurity limiting folks, once you alienate your audience, you aren't going, they aren't going to listen to anything you have to say no matter how right you are. That said, I think it was right with his comments about insecurity stopping folks from being great and the controversy surrounding his album cover is a perfect example of that. How much time, effort, and energy was wasted by folks who were mad that Pharrell supposedly didn't have any black women on the cover of his album? Um, only to find out that he did have a black woman on the album cover and all the women pictured were his friends. Then folks moved the goal post and became, well, she ain't black enough. For better or worse, that comes from a place of insecurity. As Can said, that insecurity is justified, but it is insecurity nonetheless. I said that, but okay. In the, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, Who Pharrell puts on his album cover has little to no impact on the plight of black women. Focusing on small, insignificant stuff like that does indeed limit folks from being great. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead, Karen. You going to say
0: something? Yeah, And for me, um, when you said alienate his audience, the the thing about it is that Pharrell makes music for everybody, not just black women. Um, Yeah, that's
1: the other thing that was weird is like people were almost to the point where it sounded like no white women should be on the covers like he not making music only for black people. Like, it, you don't pick up a real album and go, only black people can understand this. This is all black power, all everything. Mm-mm.
0: His his music has always been open to everybody. Like, he says, I make music for everybody. And it's one of those things when, uh, if you think black women getting mad is alienating his audience, that's that speaks more volume on, on who you think he's marketing to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just one of those things where, to me, he just did his thing, and people got offended. And them getting offended is, like I said before, larger than the album cover. Them a lot of people would have got offended regardless if he'd have had. Uh, big women on it, it'd have been an issue. If he'd have had darker women on it, it'd have been an issue. It, it wouldn't have mattered. He'd have had his mama on it, it'd have been an issue. I think some people have already had problems with Pharrell with that song that him and Robin Thicke did and they go, well, you you, you make shit about rape. I, a lot, and, and some of the people, not all, some of the people probably never heard the album, haven't listened to the album, aren't even considering picking it up. They were just outraged just to be outraged. Yeah,
1: that's the other thing is I don't think he alienated his audience. No. I think the vast majority of people don't care about this. I think people overestimate how big a group the complainers on the internet are because it's such a, they're they're so loud, mm-hmm. but they're such a small group. You know what I mean? And and the best thing about the complaining people on the internet is they will literally have something new to complain about within like an hour of whatever the fuck was the the cause today
0: yes especially if 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 complaining is their thing but some people yeah. just had a particular issue with this but, but you know what i mean yes. in
1: general mm-hmm this is not your this generally the type of people that make these complaints are not your audience
0: no they're not because they're not going to take the time to even find out and for a lot of those people once they once they was like oh y'all mad about ain't no black women on there and they ran with that and they didn't hear nothing else nobody else had to say because they just zoned everything past that point out
1: uh we had episode uh 683 loving black women um where we had Saron russell on and then we uh talked about a bunch of different stuff uh got a lot of uh, feedback on this episode on twitter and facebook and all mm-hmm. this stuff man glad uh we could uh I, I was gonna say make people feel good but a lot of people said they were crying mm-hmm. um so <laughs> i'm glad we can make people uh i'm glad they enjoyed it they were expressing appreciation one way or another and uh thank y'all man yes. you know Uh this is another reason that i think is important that um we have the new media to spread our opinions because um, I don't feel that what we had to say necessarily was extraordinary, but it doesn't get said a lot. And mm-hmm. I feel like if we have more platforms, maybe maybe it would.
0: Yes, because a lot of times those opinions and feelings are dismissed.
1: Shannon says, thank you for your discussion on black love. I really needed to hear this. I'm married to a wonderful black man, but we definitely grew up seeing different images of black love. My parents are married and work through life love family and hardships together my husband's parents divorced when he was very young he grew up seeing fighting blame poverty and bitterness we struggle a lot because i'm very structured and he is not as a result i am usually tasked with the business portion of our marriage we also have a a child so my plate is beyond full i needed to hear karen say that you have to love a person where they are i struggle with this i'm a very strong woman but i'm human i try to be patient with my husband but i also have to take care of myself as well He's so full of hurt and bitterness from his childhood that it impedes on his adulthood. I try to help, but at the same time, I'm looking at him like, come on, we have to turn the page on this. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a thin line, but I definitely understand what you're saying where it's like um, after a while you're an adult and th- those problems from childhood are now just adult problems that you need to handle.
0: Yes. And, and that goes back to what I was saying before if it gets to a point where you get to the point to where you go, okay, this is a bigger issue, this is when I say sometimes people need to get help outside of the marriage. But mm-hmm. as, as general, our culture do not believe they want to pray everything away. Everything cannot be prayed away. Sometimes people need outside help. And, and, and a lot of times when it comes to a spouse, a lot of, a lot of times people look at their spouse, their spouse could say one thing, but yet if they go to an outside entity or go to, uh, go, uh, hear it from, it could be the same thing, but if somebody else says it for some reason is, it um they comprehend it differently mm-hmm. and in addition to you you need it's like sometimes you being the only source of help sometimes it's a lot for one person and sometimes you need a community of people to help people get beyond certain things in life but in general our community don't want to look at it like that but that's a true statement
1: yep um she says um I try to find balance and tote the line between being supportive, but also not being walked over. Thank you, Karen and Rod, for reminding me that I need to love him through this and also that there is light at the end of the tum- tunnel. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful child and I know he is doing his best. He literally has no blueprint. Thank you for your show. You keep me sane throughout my week. Love y'all. I love you too, Shannon, and good luck too, sweetie. with all that stuff, man. Um, I know it can be challenging and oh, whatnot. Wow. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, is, you know that and that i think sometimes too we tend to look at people for their flaws and mistakes and what they don't have and yes. forget like everybody's in a constant state of change yes, they are. for good or bad mm-hmm. and um the same way that you're not the person that you were 10 years ago uh or you won't be the, the same person 10 years from now Mm-mm. same thing goes for everybody in a relationship your husband your child all that stuff so Um, hopefully y'all can develop together
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um we also have a black rob who said cosign everything rod said about the lack of love for black women falling on black men unlike Rob, my parents are divorced but i never not once heard my dad say an ill word to or about my mom nor did i ever see him disrespect her in any way or any woman for that matter He loved her through divorce as a co-parent, and that always stuck with me. To be honest, I must have been a little bit sheltered because I didn't even realize that shitting on black women was much of a thing as it is until I got on social media a few years back. I was blown that there are actually niggas out there who hate black women as much as they do. It really says more about them and their insecurities than it says about black women. As black men, we have to teach our sons to love and respect black women and teach our daughters to love and respect themselves. Our kids are watching the copy and copying every single thing we do. Thank y'all for this discussion. It's definitely one that we need to be having in the black community. Thanks, Black Rob. Appreciate Thank you. you. Sweetie. Um, let's see. We had poll which was Would you fight a bear if it tried to run off with your husband slash wife? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that back, that back. We took that woman down.
1: I like the ass in the house. I like that this poll was so silly compared to the episode.
2: Yeah,
0: it was the the, other, the other
1: one was about Pharrell and it was all serious and shit. Anyway, um Yes we in this together or no you're on your own. Oh Lord. Very close <laughs> very close vote. Yes it was. Which says a lot about uh bears and marriage. Fifty five percent of y'all would actually try to fight the bear if you tried to run off with your husband or wife. Forty-five percent of y'all was like, "I'll go file the paperwork." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we asked. I guess comments. the house is my ours, children. Prince Laurent says, "A bear, nigga, please." I guess he voted no.
0: <laughs> I'm <a> so.
1: <suicide>. O <laughs> four soldier said, "I would not fight a bear, but I would get out my rifle and shoot that mofo. Well, hopefully, it's a high caliber. Because if not, you just gonna piss it off." I clear. The Casey Stork said, I'm, am, I am supposed to die because your ass wanted to go out there and give Winnie the Pooh a talking to. <laughs> some things just weren't meant to be forever. It will be hard, but I will try to live on for both of us. <laughs> no, <that's not laughs> the Casey Stork. <laughs> trying to give us some damn honey. Come on. A Robert, or, or a Boris, a bear. Yo, even Wolverine left that big boy alone in the last bad movie. But like him, I would come back for some revenge later on. With more than some hands and some skin. Uh Black Rob said. No reason for both of us to die. I need to stay alive. So I can carry on your legacy. Best I can do once a bear drags you away. I'll get your face tattooed on my chest. And your date of birth. And date of death under it. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm not getting your face tattooed on me, because that might hinder me finding love after you're gone. On second thought, I'll start a Twitter hashtag, in your honor, and keep it pushing. Don't trip, though. The memories will live on forever.
0: Because the Internet never forgets. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't put your face on me, either, because, like, what if that's the thing that the bear was attracted to? Mm. Now I got to watch my back. You sure do. Uh, We had some voicemails. Um, Let's play those.
0: (coughs) Hey Ron,
3: there it is, how um, let me make this quick. Yeah, about that law in Michigan saying uh people can't li- women can't live with their boyfriends. Yeah, I'm gonna call bullshit on that because if that was true, I wouldn't be born. Yeah. So we need to stop letting motherfuckers from Royal Oak write our laws. Uh yeah, that's all I gotta say. Keep being awesome, Ryan Karen. Later.
1: Alright, well, I think a lot of those laws are just on the books with not being enforced. So yes. Uh, Cause a, part, a couple of people wrote us like, "Hey, you can suck a dick in Ohio. I know because I've sucked several dicks. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just against the law. It's not enforced. And not enforced.
4: Yeah, they ain't shooting people." Hey, what's up, Rod and Karen? This is uh, a soldier. I was just like to make a quick clarification about the last episode of off Nerf Thirty Two. Uh Karen saying about how kind of the PS4 camera was priced a hundred dollars at a hundred dollars. That's not necessarily true. It's priced at about $60, and that's $64 with tax, but uh, you know what I'm saying, and $70 at GameStop, and that's only because GameStop, uh, they want to be assholes and charge $10 more because they know it's in high demand and short, and the short supply, so fuck so GameStop again, but uh, that's all I really have you guys, and, uh, and that's all, but. uh Who's that that
0: hit? So dicky just trying to uh, hang up.
1: I guess he just didn't know how to hang up his phone. Oh. No? Okay. All right. Well, I think that was the end.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you, sweetie.
1: So Karen, uh, quick correction. It was sixty dollars and not a hundred, all right. My bad. Don't be rounding up. Every dollar counts. It in does. The, in the console war. <laughs> hey, this is uh four soldier. Again, I don't know my my phone was tripping or something, but uh I
4: was just gonna clarify and nerd off that, you know, the camera is not $100. Hey,
2: it's we got
4: it! And and then GameStop charges you $70 for it just mm-hmm. because it's in a short supply and high demand. They're just, they're just assholes. But uh, that's all I already had to say. Uh, and you, one of my things, you guys ain't premium. You know, all T V D Nation, you ain't, you ain't premium. I mean, you're missing out. So, uh, please, please uh, sign up because this really worth it with everything, all the content he brings. So that's all I have. Take
1: it easy, Rod and Karen. Thanks, O four soldier. you will take it easy. Peace. We will take it easy. Um, you know what's funny is you can buy a PlayStation camera and then with the money left over that you didn't use on the Xbox, you can become premium. So just think about it that way, people. Ooh. Um next voicemail. Hello Rod and Karen, this
3: is Steven Richards out of Hey, how are you guys doing? I was really I was catching up on your shows and everything and uh you know, I just had that little, uh, nice little comment from, uh, Leonard Brothers and, uh, about the, uh, Confederate soldier giddy up and everything like that. Hey, Little Brothers, that was funny, guy. That was funny, guy, but, but hey, hey, man, you know what it seems like to me? It seems like you're just out here, uh, doing it for the vine or whatever, uh, or something like that. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, hey, man, are you mad or not? Nah, okay? Are you mad? Oh no! Okay, or something like that. Hey, what, what's wrong with you, man? Hey, you know who's got to uh, come come for me? But I tell you what, hey, you sound kind of scared to me, little brother. but let me tell you, you got good reason to be scared, my friend. You got good reason to be scared because Stephen Richards I'm coming for you, okay? I ain't gonna stop. I ain't gonna stop. I'm not slowing down. Hell, I might even get a little, uh, a little more of action if you know what I mean. Hey guys, hey Ryan Jared, thank you guys for allowing us a platform to do all this. But hey, this is gonna keep going and, uh, God damn it, chill. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that you said you were going to our back up and be regular people. Uh, I think that you're better than that, okay? I think you're better than that, and we can't let the keyboard gangster, uh, you know, doing it for the violent uh, up- northerner guy, you know, uh, imposes uh, keyboard scopes on our, on our swag, if you understand what I mean. Hey. I think this guy is uh, scared of us, and I think that we
1: deserve to take it to him 100%, okay? Hey, uh, Black guy who uh nation? You guys have a good one, all right? Thank you. Damn, Leonard Brothers, I mean, uh, <laughs> Leonard Brothers got called out. Steven Richards is out for blood, man. I, I don't know if this Call of B thing thing might be heating up too much. Um, And last voicemail, this came during the show, it seems, so. Play this.
4: Hey, y'all, what's up? It's your boy, Corey, a.k.a. the Tickler out of Memphis. And I'm just getting through listening to last week's show. And between me, Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, we're going to be butthurt about this stuff. And then just stop. The love black women stuff, y'all were on beast mode this week. For real. I mean, y'all, y'all really putting in the work. Y'all really telling people like it is, what it is. and giving them that realness. And I don't really call much, but I just want to let y'all know I really appreciate that. And for those of y'all out there that ain't doing it, get on that premium. Even if you don't listen to shit, get these folks money. Let them do what they do, because they bringing y'all that real talk. All right, holler. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace. Um, And that was Ladies Launch, not Whiskey Wild Moonshine, but um we appreciate it man thank but you for we listening we recently
0: had them on too
1: yeah that was a week ago i believe actually the sunday before that was whiskey wine and moonshine mm-hmm. and then uh ladies lunch so um God
0: you know both of them
1: groups exactly man we appreciate everybody for being on the show man and uh those ladies for you know coming in and uh bringing bringing the audience with them man mm-hmm. people love to hear them um but yeah, it, uh we thanks, man. We we try to keep it real and have good, you know, conversations and stuff that people aren't necessarily having other places. So, um if 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 that's one of the things people got from it, man, we're always happy for that. Um and of course yeah. the la- the last episode for the week was uh Dem Thrones, uh The King and Pie, episode six eighty four. Uh, we had Patrice C. and Justin on discuss them thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple of, um, comments. Butterbean says, a rape room with a tra- track where the loved ones can watch. Y'all are going to give the producers some ideas.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, when I
1: see it, I will say they listen to them thrones. No,
0: I that that's
1: true. <clears throat> Prince Laurent says, I was against the Michigan at first, but she became one of my favorite people by the end. That statement moved me. The statement that moved me was the statement concerning the rigor of high school courses. We all know what that means, that if you are from a black high school, we can disregard how well you perform. You guys were spot on on how affirmative action has been framed by the majority of the population. Colleges are now turning away exceptional white students from mediocre black students. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Colleges are not are now I was going to say what? No.
2: Co-
1: colleges are not turning away exceptional white students from mediocre black students. Nope. There's nothing on earth purer than white male failure. If you are a white man, you didn't get something that you really didn't deserve. That shit. Aww. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chris Leron. And uh, the poll was, do you think Colbert would be good at late night TV? Yes, he's going to kill it. No, he's going to blow it. I don't know. I don't watch it either way. Yes, he's going to kill it. 35% of people think Colbert is going to make a great, uh, late night TV show host. Okay. Uh, 3% think he's going to be bad and 62% of people ain't going to watch that shit either way. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> Prince Laurent says he already stated that he is not doing the character. So I have no interest. And Boris says the only reason people watched the late show in the first place was because of Letterman, but Colbert is just another nerdy white dude with nothing special. I don't know anyone under 40 who watches it now anyway. Yeah, I just don't know people that watch it, honestly. So, you know, it's probably just not my purview. Um, and I'm sure the people that do watch those shows will continue to enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mr. Span writes an email. Oh, by the way, phone lines up at 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. Um, we got this, uh, email from Mr. Span says, um, 90s R&B. So I was listening to you guys at work yesterday, and I must tell you, y'all had me cracking up with the 90s R&B conversation. That's my favorite music, but them group tropes is real, fam. In just about all the groups, whether they had three niggas or five niggas, only one or two of them actually did most of the singing with the occasional falsetto scream from one of the background dudes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nokio from Drew Hill, Tweet from Next, the dark skin nigga from H-Town, you
0: know they song, they nice. and countless
1: other cats that have just filled out the group so they could make those dance routines work. Yes. Then some of the songs just didn't make any sense at all. Take New Edition, for instance. On their You're Not My Kind of Girl song, these niggas are essentially talking about how bad this chick's uh this chick was sorry you're not my kind of girl but you're the kind of girl that a man's dreams are made of what kind of confusing message is that to send out to the ladies
2: uh-huh.
1: niggas that bang this song raise sons that now call women thoughts oh lord <laughs> i'm pretty sure everyone over 30 remembers the one-hit wonder mokin Steph with the side chick national anthem he's mine mm-hmm. uh with such sage wisdom being dropped on the lines like he might be doing you, what he's thinking about me. Mm-hmm. This shit dropped in the generation of homebreakers were born, man. And what about a group? The group Silk. Before they were having meetings in bedrooms, they was trying to fuck their way through apologies. The song "Lose Control" was definitely some smooth shit. But after listening to that shit a good fourteen thousand two hundred sixty nine times. I'm sure I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is this dude apologizing for. Right. You mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. It can apologize for anything. like, girl, I just I let you down. Like, what did you do? And now we these things asking for some ass right now is going to rectify that situation.
0: It always does, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, baby. I know I made you cry and all, but I'm sorry. What's up with that ass, though? <laughs> LOL. Mm-hmm. But I do blame the light skinned cat of the group for paving the way for these new niggas to sing like someone is squeezing their nuts and vice grips. Man, I can't. I could go on and on, but I don't want to tie up the show. Love the show, fam. Peace. Thanks Jeez. for listening, Mr. Span. Thank you, uh, Michael writes in. I just want to say, wow. Uh, I'm listening. To, he said episode four sixty three. Uh, for everybody knows, we're on episode like six eighty five or something right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to let you say, wow. I'm listening to you and Karen's speeches. As a person raised without the example, I completely agree. It takes a lot of time to build up all the things one is missing. You two got me all fucked up. I just started dating this black woman. Y'all got me about ready to propose, and we just met. <laughs> I, I I wasn't saying just rush out and propose to all the black women. I mean, get to know them, you know, individually. You know. I'm going to have an avo- to avoid talking to her until I come back down. Keep up the good work. I love the show. And I said, you must be messed up. Episode four sixty three. He said, my bad. I meant six eighty three.
0: Okay, oh, um. I was about to say, I know some people do that. They'd be like, I'm going to leave this even though I know I'm not going to hear it for, for, you know, 20 weeks. I'm going to go ahead and leave my, you know, leave my comment yeah. now.
1: You say, anyway, great episode. Keep on the good work. We will, Mike. Thanks. Thank you. Chris says, uh, this is Chris from Hawaii. Rod and Karen, aloha from the 808 state. I had, every, I, had every, I had every intention of calling in for last week's feedback, but unfortunately my voice is too hoarse for it to have been a meaningful conversation. That said... I wanted to send a shout out to you and the TBGWT Nation for being a constant source of quality entertainment and diversion. A couple of weeks ago, I went into the doctor for a routine appointment and later that night, I was being admitted due to some issues with some tests that was believed to be a six centimeter tumorous mass on the head of my pancreas. Wow. Sweet. This was just before bedtime. The next day, this was dispelled following a cat stand, but they had me over another day for more tests. During the entire period, I was in bed in the oncology department, listening to the to far to people far sicker than I struggling to breathe, deal with constant pain, and go from independent to totally dependent on others for their care. During that time, I must have gone back and listened to twenty or more episodes of the show on my iPod, which I luckily had with me all throughout the days and nights. You and Karen in the chat room were my soundtrack, giving me continuous stream of comedy throughout, thoughtful, introspective, and above all yes <clears throat> you guys made an unpleasant life yet event more bearable and although i did have friends stop by you karen and the Black to nation were with me constantly diverting my attention making me laugh and in one instance bringing me to tears when Rod spoke from the heart regarding the senseless death of Hidea pendleton and his own frustration regarding violence in chicago
0: he went way back boy
1: yeah Uh all this to say That if y'all ever get to thinking all you do is run your mouth on a podcast, piss people off, make them laugh, make them think, please remember that in and of itself is an accomplishment and I thank you for it. So um, thank you, you, Chris. I'm glad that... um, uh, he said it was the spell falling cat stand, so I, I'm assuming that he's okay now. I hope so. So I hopefully everything's good with you, man, and uh, yeah. you know get better soon.
2: Yes, sir.
1: <clears throat> and uh, if we can be any part of taking your mind off of negativity or anything you're dealing with, then we're always happy.
0: Goal accomplished.
1: Yeah. Episode six eighty three from Damian Jackson. Uh, what up, fam? It's been a minute since I corresponded with my fave cast, but I just had to speak on this one rod and karen this is one of the best 600 plus of the 600 plus episodes and i'm truly proud to be a fan i listened to this cast numerous times before i could get this together but i did nonetheless also a lot of strong brother head tilts (laughs) Uh, this to let them tears fall right can't be crying Uh, This podcast touched me on so many levels because I grew up in a single-parent home with a mother that I saw struggling to make it. So me and my sibs could just get an opportunity to make it. Sorry for the length, fam, but it touched me in ways I've never been by a podcast. I love you guys. I will continue to support forever. P.S. My college student daughter wanted me to tell you guys you have a new fan. Oh, that's what's up.
0: Thank you, sweetie. She heard the
1: cast with me. And one more thing. Shout out to Brett. I have an answer for any young brother out there or someone asks you why do you love black women, uh, black women I always respond how could you not thanks guys uh, no doubt man thanks Damien man we appreciate you bro we do. and uh, welcome to your daughter uh, as a new fan mm-hmm. of the show and uh, I'm glad you waited till she was like you know college age because uh, you know we do get quite uh, quite ridiculous <laughs> yeah. so it was really no, it's in, indefensible uh other than saying you're old enough to know better and mm-hmm. that's what we can say we can turn around to her and go you old enough to know you shouldn't be listening to this shit yes black women this is by shayna she says dear rod and hello karen hi sweetie well that is a first she always writes in dear karen and rod well I hope i don't get cussed out oh <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with sister star being like uh let me talk to you first mr man like oh i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted to let this go, but I wanted to say thanks for expressing your love for black women on the show. Oh, OK, yeah, well, this is going to be a good. Easy. Yeah, I like this. Uh, my parents have been married for 31 years and I learned so much because of the way my father loved my mom. Even though I'm queer and gender roles matter less in my relationships, I still believe I learned that I deserve nothing less than respect in life. From watching my parents, my father loving my mother as a black woman gave me the strength not to crumble under all the pressure put on black women. It wasn't until later in life that I understood that my what my love meant to black men. Even black male friends of mine are appreciative of the unconditional love that I give them, especially because I know what they are up against too. Right? Yeah, we like that's that's the thing, man. Like you're not gonna find other people that completely understand what culturally we're up against you're just not you know what i mean i'm not saying people need to restrict their romantic relationships and all this Mm -hmm. shit because i think a lot of people take that extra leap and i'm not ready to do that i would you know i wouldn't suggest it but i i think the disrespect towards someone else that at least understands you is an internal dismissal of the problems you have with yourself anyway Yes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and even when people uh, date people and marry people outside of the race, that person still needs to have an understanding for the culture.
1: Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I agree. But Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying, like, when people are disrespectful towards black women. Okay. I think it's almost like you're disrespectful towards someone that's seen you naked. Yes. It's like, well, you know what I look like. You know what I'm up against. You know me. And I don't want to be around someone that knows me so well or you know, I'm ashamed of these certain things, and I'm ashamed of what I'm up against and what I have to do every day, and I can't live with you knowing that. So I, it's very—I don't know. I think there's a lot of deep layers to the shit that's just mm-hmm. bigger than you know these dudes that are like white women is the best and, and shit like that, or you that's know, insulting. right, which is insulting to white women as well. Yes, it is. You know, it's just it's just a dumb thing to say. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> I think in a lot of ways, black women don't know. What power they have in their love, and we can't always accept love, I wouldn't put all the pressure on black men. This is just my opinion, but there seems to be something that happened in the last generation that caused a rift between black men and women. I don't know why that happened, but I feel like it happened at a great cost to our community. yeah, I agree um and and i, I like I definitely don't put all the pressure on on men, but I just feel like it's kind of like the rape discussion when people blame women so much. When pretty much the only speech you ever hear is don't drink, don't wear certain clothes, don't go certain places. Mm-hmm. And it completely takes up the other party off the hook. Mm-hmm. I hear that with a lot of the gender wars between men and women with black men and black women, a whole lot of, we got a ton of shit to say to these sisters anything you bring up about black men needing to do better just gets dismissed
0: yes very quickly
1: you know and that's why i was like i'd rather speak on that because you know i'm not a woman i can't really speak exactly to what women have to go through but i can't i do know what niggas go through and i do know um what the fuck like i've heard from my personal experience and the conversations i've had and that shit is destructive man and we have to fucking do better and we and if we don't Like, uh, especially so many of these dudes believe in that king and queen shit. They believe the man is the patriarch of the household and he's going to, you know, be the leader and all this shit. Well, if you if you really believe that, then be an example. Mm -hmm. Don't just say that conveniently when you want to tell a woman to shut up. Yeah, that's the only time you get to be a king. Be a king when you're supposed to make all the tough decisions. Be a king when you're gonna be faithful to your wife. Be a king when you're gonna raise your children. Be a king when you're gonna go to work every day. Be a king when you're gonna, uh, um, not let your women be disrespected in your presence. Like, that, that shit, like, when, why can't you be a king then? You know, like, why, why does it always have to, you know, why does it always has to be someone else's fault that you can't step up to be a leader? if that's what you're going to espouse. And a lot of these dudes do espouse that, lo- that logic, you know? So, you know, it's, it's very, it's very weird and contradictory to me, but yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know when it happened, when this rift started. Um, but it seems that have gotten worse in my lifetime mm-hmm. and it's completely seems out of control. I don't know how to fix it. Um, but I just know, you know, somebody should speak about it. And I, I know one had been it seems so Mm -hmm. I'll be the person to speak about it and you don't have to worry I don't want shit from you I don't want a book a deal Mm -hmm. I don't want um uh, a relationship podcast I don't want to um whatever you know I don't want your tied money I just literally this is just how I feel um so I wanted to echo Rod's passion for the issue of love between black men and women we've got to figure this out The other thing I learned from my parents is that because we are up against so much as black people, it takes work to love each other. I feel like what Rod is saying is that black women are worth the work and it's beautiful that my parents have grown and changed together. So I don't have any illusions about what my life is supposed to be like. Yeah. and, And not just, um, are they worth the work? Um, forget about just like as a black woman, like how you feel about this, this one particular woman or whatever. Is your child worth the work? Cause your child is absorbing this. Mm-hmm. This is what kids see. These are the examples. This is why these kids are fucked up, man. And when you talk to a kid and you just like, this little motherfucker has no chance cause they've only seen fucked up relationships. You know what I mean? Like we do have some sort of responsibility to pass that down if you're going to have kids. You know what I mean? If you're going to have a child, don't you want them to have the best of life? Because you might not be able to have the best as far as buying somebody some Jordans or Xbox One or a big TV or a fucking tablet. That that shit is all, you know, materialistic shit. But everybody can do their best to be an example of how you can love and respect each other. Yes. Give that kid uh something to go off of when they become grown and they can go... I I know what a bad relationship is because I know what a good one is.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to
1: be stuck in any of these bullshit relationships because I know this isn't gonna work, and I know early because I this is not how you talk to somebody you respect. This is not how you treat someone you respect. This is not how um you know uh my this is not a level of um bullshit that anyone I know would deal with. So I'm the fuck out of here, like. W- I feel like that is missing. And then we end up with a lot of negative um f- emotions towards each other because we dealt with so much shit, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, t- sometimes you just need to be able to say like, oh, wait, I know what this is supposed to look like. And this ain't it. I'm out, you know, rather than having trial and error so often, you know, we have a little less, <laughs> a little less. We have a lot, a lot less for, margin for error so we we kind of it's, it's imperative that we get this you know True. uh what a lucky man you you are to have such a great mother and wife and as a woman it was so great to hear about the intergeneration intergenerational relationship between karen and your mother i know the show is mostly about jokes because nothing's wrong with funny but whenever i as a fan of the show get to hear about your experience and genuine emotions i value it so thanks for that gift your fan and internet friend Shayna. well thank you
0: Thank you, sweetie. And, and something that I've learned, and, and I never realized how <clears throat> how wonderful um, my relationship with your uh, mother and father and brother. Sometimes I think that that's an exception to the rules uh, mm-hmm. because so many people talk about how they can't stand and they don't like and they constantly fall out. I've never had to experience that because they, they, they have literally embraced me more than some of my own family have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think, you know, one of the things I do believe in is kind of choosing your own family.
0: Yes. You know, just because we're,
1: yeah, just because we were, got the same bloodline really doesn't mean anything to me. I try to go off of how people treat me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Feedback by Eric. He says, Just recently listened to the episode on loving black women and just like all other episodes, it was really good. Being raised by my grandmother with the help of two aunts after my mother passed. I definitely agree with you about loving those who truly first love me. Now, while I'm pretty sure everything you said about Karen being thoughtful, considerate, compassionate, reasonable, and understanding is completely true, I still found it hard not to laugh. All I could think about was a story you told about a few weeks ago about her leaving her clothes on the floor and how you thought a good way to fix that was to put the hamper under the covers on her side of the bed. I just want to know how compassionate and reasonable <laughs> she was when she was about to choke your ass out. She was very... She would have... She Done that choking out in a very compassionate reasonable fashion <laughs> with love, I thought it was very <laughs> <laughs> obvious uh <laughs> you can't have compassionate without passion I, true and and, yeah. and murder is nothing if not a crime of passion uh my man Aaron Wright saying feedback for this week's shows, hey family, been wiping up spit uh spit up getting an hour of sleep and holding my little terrorist. I had s- some time to Aww. catch up on your shows. <clears throat> first up the show with the ladies launch was amazing yes i'm a tad bit biased but those women are awesome and the conversation you all had was a clinic about how a discussion should go yeah that was the thing i was saying about like cory's feedback too was like i was proud of that discussion because i felt like maybe everybody didn't walk away di- agreeing or not i you know i think um a lot more common ground was reached than not but true i i enjoyed talking to him because even if we didn't agree it didn't become a shouting match it didn't become everybody disrespecting Kicking each other, other. It didn't, like it was just a discussion you know at the end of the day pharrell ain't listening to this show so you know it's not like he gonna go oh i see what y'all saying so 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 so, so there's no reason to have hostility or whatever and um mm-hmm. I was really proud of that and they like I said I they were uh people I picked to talk about that with cuz I was like it'll they'll have a, a perspective on it that that's valid and it'll be cool to see somebody else, you know, give their opinion that that can be respectful even if they don't agree. So Ooh. that mattered to me. Next show I had a chance to listen to was them damn was the, uh Dim Thrones. Y'all are damn amazing. I stopped watching them thrones last season. I'm fully caught up. Thanks to you all. I doubled back and listened to the Ron Russell show and damn it. I forgot how funny he is. If he ever comes to Kentucky, I'm there. And finally, it might be pretty controversial, but I love black women. So the love black women show might be my favorite this year to hear the passion behind your words was inspiring. I know that you didn't want to seem like you were judging other people for their views or actions, but sometimes maybe they need to be judged. Um You have my full support, even though you're not asking for it. Karen, as a man who just had a daughter, I can't imagine what you went through as a little black girl. You made me realize that whatever I think is enough. I need to do two times more. Thank you for your share for. Thank you for sharing and being an outspoken force. They they the most powerful thing in the world. Oh, they say the most powerful thing in the world is a black woman's voice. And you proved it. Anyway, thank you all. Thank you for all you do. Keep making quality, thought provoking content. And, ha- and and you have the support your own, and you have the support of your own peace. Well, thank you, Aaron, aka thank Ashley you, Three Classic sweetie. from Black Astronauts Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, go out there and uh, try to raise daughter. Um, but uh, we, yeah, like I, I think that uh, we did have a lot of important shit that gets said. And like I said, I don't want to judge people personally because. <clears throat> You know, I don't think it's fair almost in a way. Like I've been very fortunate and blessed and lucky to have the upbringing I have. And I don't know how I would have been in other circumstances. So I don't like to be one of those people. I know other people do it a lot, a whole lot. Um, but I don't want to be one of those people that's like, uh, you got daddy issues or you ain't got you know you uh this is what happened when you fatherless child or something you know like i don't like those people i think people mm-hmm. shouldn't throw that shit up no. as some markup because one you ain't got shit to do with having a father or not having a father it ain't a, it ain't no decision you made Mm-mm. that that made your parents be in your life you either you either get lucky quote unquote or you don't you know some people have terrible parents and they maybe they're worse off for having them in their lives i don't know but mm-hmm. Um, what I don't want to do is prey on people's insecurity, demean people that have different upbringings than I did, mm-hmm. um, or any of that shit. Cause I feel like it's, it's destructive. It really is. And it really takes away from the point. So I, that's the reason I don't really talk about it a lot. I, I just feel very fortunate and whatnot. But, um, also I, I don't want, I feel like. judging somebody for a decision they made because they didn't really have the complete picture of um, the impact that these things have on other people and on themselves um, isn't really fair. No. You know what I'm saying? So like they don't, it's, it's like if you don't know that the part of the reason you're running around saying white women are the best and, sisters be hating or whatever the fuck part of the reason you're saying something that ignorant is that you didn't have this love in your life. And that is going to affect you on such a basic level. Me even bringing that up is going to be almost be an insult to you. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I get that you're lashing out, but you're lashing out for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong like, And I don't even think you know why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you say something that ignorance, like you don't even know why the fuck you're saying this ignorant shit. You just think that this is some cool shit to say. And, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I said, I, I try not to judge cause I, I really do feel like it's a failure that is bigger than individual people. It's a failure, like as a community, as a culture, as a race, and the only people that can fix it is us. Yeah. No nobody's gonna come in and fix this. The government can't fix this. Uh, a thousand speeches from the president won't fix 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 this. Uh the the church can't fix this. It is really just gonna take a collective effort from a lot of people that uh need are gonna have to break the cycle. My father broke the cycle for my family, and I'm thankful for it, you know? And I hope that you know other people find the courage to be like yeah i i'm going to you know i'm going to break that cycle for 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 my family can okay, we you going to say something i'm sorry mm-hmm. go ahead
0: um and also i think that a lot of times when people go through life they only look at life through their eyes which is you're supposed to but you can't downplay and you can't dismiss and you can't disregard and you can't act like somebody else's pain and somebody else's hurt Um, is not valid because it's something that you personally have never experienced. And Mm -hmm. that's why those people go, well, you got daddy issues. Well, you got both parents. you, You came from a loving background. You had a family nucleus. So your experience is different than mine. And I think that people do that as a way of not having sympathy and empathy and a way to separate themselves out of the situation because they feel like, well, I don't have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. You figure it out on your own versus coming as a collective (coughs) group and trying to fix the problems as a unit. And also uh, before we leave, I Mm -hmm. want to thank, um, especially on, um, Twitter, um, a lot of, uh, I've had several people DM me, um, to tell me their point of views and their perspective. Wait, niggas DM
1: you? Yes, Hold up, I'm yes, jealous. Yes, Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead.
0: Um, to tell me,
1: was it black women DM you? Yes. Did they have some big old titties or? I don't know. Okay, I'll. Check. I can just I, tell you based
0: off the evidence. I'll check later. Okay. Um, I wanted to tell them uh, thank you for just sharing their experience with me and telling me that they can. Uh, relate to the things I was going through and you know they've had mentally ill parents and things like that so it's just one of those things uh, where uh, we do this and we have an audience and just that connection to me is what um, makes this show great to me to know that uh, regardless of what you're going through, that you're not alone, and there are other people that have had the same experiences, and it's just one of those things where we're we have kind of our own, even even though. We have different races, creeds, and colors that listen, but, you know, we've kind of built our own black community and our own family, and we're here to love and support each other, and to me, it makes a difference when I share my story and I know that I'm not the only one. You know, it lets me know that the things that I went through, my life, and my joys, and my happiness, and my sadness, and things, they're not in vain, and that other people can relate to it, too, and I feel like... A lot of people don't share their stories for whatever reason, but you will be amazed that if you just share something that you've been through, you can help somebody else get through it because if they see that you made it to the other side, they know they can too.
1: No doubt, man. Um, well, this has been another episode of blackout tips. We may or may not be back tomorrow. It is Easter and it's a holiday. Yes, it is. And, uh, our boss typically gives us the day off. Um, so I'm assuming we won't be back, but, uh, Monday we should be back Tuesday, of course, them thrones. And, um, wait is there even a game of thrones tomorrow like do they have one on easter Uh, don't know have to look into that um and then wednesday at a very special primetime edition of the show at nine uh we're supposed to have on the ratchet hatchets uh jess and josh so we'll be back uh next week guys hopefully you guys uh stick around until then i love you
0: i love you too baby